0: What's the matter? Uh, Cat got your tongue?
1: Hello and welcome back to d and Valiant Odyssey. I am here with Leonidas, Felix, Key and Halrod and they are in some trouble. Uh, they had been investigating the disappearance of... Professor Seraphine Wainwright of the Xandra Academy uh, or the Zandra College of the Wessonian Institute of Arcana. And in doing so, they found themselves inside a tomb to Azulo the Deceiver. They have now met face-to-face with Azulo the, the, the Deceiver as Seraphine has appeared to have released her. Currently, you guys stand in this expensive rock cavern. You can see these two large uh, eruptions of stone from either side that seems to have once formed a square-like cavern, a prison, if you will, for this creature. You've just watched Seraph and Wainwright move down the stairs and out of your view. And as the four of you stand there, this towering, large snake-like creature just swaying from left to right. It's large cobra-like hood just frilling In what little light that you can see, you can see it's two large red eyes piercing down towards you. You're in some danger. As you look down towards this expanse, you can see the journal of Seraphin Wainwright off to your right, just sitting on a rock. And at that, we have Key first up. What would you like to do?
0: So we're um, we're still together at this present moment, just in the doorway. Yep. Okay. I propose an idea real quickly before I initiate it. I I look to Harold and say, Harold, Um, these images here. I don't think they're an accident. They're using bows and arrows. Obviously, there is an effective uh, method against this thing. Mm-hmm. I suggest you, you you're you the best shot in this group. I suggest you attack it from range and try to aim for any weak spots that you can perceive. I'll aim for the slithering bitch's eyes. Leonidas, what range weapons have you got? Spear and longbow. How many bears have you got? One. One, okay. <laughs> but you got a longbow, plenty of arrows? Yes. I don't pretend like I tell you what to do, but if you want, maybe join in with Harold and do what you can. Otherwise, feel free to engage. I will. I'll just flex my claws. Let's hit the flanks, Felix. Hit the flanks, but with an objective in mind to get that tome. Perhaps there's something in the tome, uh, the uh, journal, sorry. Perhaps there's something in the journal that can um, put the basilisk back to sleep. If an opportunity arises, we really need to get that, that snake away from the journal. So mm-hmm. if, if there's an opportunity where well, one of us can draw it closer to ourselves, take that opportunity. Where is the journal current? Uh,
1: it's oh, literally about, about 15 feet away from oh, your side there. Okay. So the as you look at it, this massive snake is probably about 60 to 70 feet away from you at the moment. It's just towering over you, and it looks like it's rearing back, ready to strike as you're relaying these instructions really, really quickly.
0: I make a move to stand next to the tome. The journal. The journal, sorry.
1: Yep. And I cast darkness. Okay. So, where are you casting darkness? Keep in mind that nobody can see through it. Um, it's magical darkness.
0: I'm casting darkness where only about ten feet of it is covering the closest um, section here. So, I'm just inside the fringe of the tome of the of the journal, and the majority of it is facing towards the basilisk. So, I'm out of out of sight from everybody, unfortunately.
1: All right. So, as you watch, Key begin to cast this spell. He ejects it from his hands and you can see this darkness just begin to erupt almost smoke-like from the ground and as it sort of billows upwards, he casts it just in front of the rocky outcropping where the journal sits and you guys look towards the area and you cannot perceive through it. However, you can see above it where the um, snake still seems to linger. Uh, so with that, what did uh, your spell casting actually look like, Key? It
0: looks like a um, very sort of splotchy smoke. Yeah, it just completely is, incapitulates the entire radius with, with inky inky smoke.
1: Yep. And as you do that, you watch as different parts of Key's body just sort of flash in and out of presence, almost like a secondary effect is almost sort of taking on as he's casting this magic. And that brings us to the rest of your turn, Key. What would you like to do? Um, Because I've casted a spell, can I pick up the journal? As a
0: bonus action, you can. Yep. I pick up the journal and open it. Yep, you can open it.
1: Yep. And... Um ascertain to to read anything that would be interesting from it? All right, as you look at it, it's this A4-shaped book, and you can see this leather binding across the front of it. There is pages and pages sort of sticking out at askew angles, and as you sort of read through it, you can see a lot of research notes. Roll an investigation check. So as you look through it, you can see uh, lots and lots of diagrams, various different maps, and you can see that it appears that she'd been searching for something for a very, very, very long time. Um, at that, you also see coming out a letter of correspondence, a letter that appears to be from, uh, or to, sorry, a, a gentleman called Tezenless. You can see that he, as you read it, you can see that he has communicated back to her after a letter that she'd obviously sent. And it says, I'm in possession of something that may help you for a price. I can give it to you in order for you to find what you desire. Uh, and the date on that is probably like six or so days ago. Okay. So that's what falls out, but there's heaps more in here that you could probably find definitely prominent in the rows down the bottom. Uh, so I'll, I'll take that
0: real quickly and I'll pocket it and I keep reading.
1: Okay. So that will be the end of your turn for this. You'll have to do it on subsequent turns. So if that's you, brings it to its turn. So it's going to look at where you guys are. at your last known location you watch as it begins to rear back and you see these red balls of lightning begin to surge in its eyes and you watch as this lightning bolt just cracks straight down towards you guys and anybody so i need felix and i need actually it'll probably just be felix so it's only five feet wide so it'll just be felix because keys actually moved from there so you leonidas and you halrod dive on either side of this beam of red lightning And as you do, you watch as it may or may not hit key straight in the... Oh, sorry, Felix, straight in the chest.
2: Is it going through the dark vision? Uh, Sorry, the dark... Yeah, it goes through the darkness, but you will also
1: get a plus five to your roll because of cover. Because of the darkness and because of the rock, I'll give you a plus five.
3: Oh, dope. Okay, so that makes that uh, 17. Okay, so
1: with that, you watch as this lightning crushes through the rock, just erupts in this explosion of red. You watch as Felix, you dive out just in the nick of time, but it's just sort of scorches your back. So you'll take half of this damage. Uh, you'll take 30 points of lightning damage, <gasps> halved to 15. I'm unconscious. All right. So you watch as he dives out of the way, he slides underneath this rock surface. And as it slides over the rock surface, he watches this lightning crackles across the back of his fur and he's just motionless on the floor. Uh, he's gonna need a heal. And you watch as this snake then uh, begins to slither his way or her way backwards towards the direction where you saw uh and Wainwright move and it serpents its way around this rock pillar and just moves itself around it and looks to you hisses and you watch as its cobra like uh hood just begins to to flare again will then bring us to the mage's turn you well you don't see what Wainwright does but she does something and that will then bring us to Felix's turn can you roll a death save for me Felix Fail. Okay, so with that failure, you watch as the smoke begins to emanate from his fur. The charring, singeing uh, seems to to hit your nostrils, and uh, he doesn't look good. That then brings us to Leonidas's turn. You watch as your ally, after dodging from this red electrical smoke, uh, begins to not look so good on the ground.
2: Uh, yeah, Leo's going to move over and use a healer's kit to stabilize. Uh, as you go over
1: and lean down, you get your pack straight out. You open it. And you get this almost like needle-like injection tool uh, that you have developed. And as you sort of stab it into him, roll a medicine check for me. 12. Okay, so that's successful. You become stabilized. You watch as his sort of convulsing with the electricity of this lightning bolt just seems to stop. And he's uh, you will awaken in four hours' time, um, if not healed prior. So, yeah, you watch as he becomes sort of stabilized. The electricity sparking from him stops and his muscles relax on the ground. Uh, you're kneeling down by his side. What would you like to do
2: with your bonus action? How far away is the snake? This point, probably about 80 feet, yeah. So he's through a wall and he's about 100 feet away. If I move into the darkness, can I see?
1: No, but you know your bearings enough to continue walking the way you went so you can walk through it. But if you stop in the darkness, you won't be able to see, but nothing will be able to see you.
2: Do you, So where where that darkness um, came from, there was a wall potentially?
1: Uh, Yes, there was a wall that um, had that rock surface that the journal was resting on. And then there was a gap. And then beyond that, there is more rubble that
2: seems to have once been like a square like box of containment. Okay. Um, I'm going to uh, move to that wall and use Hunter's Mark. Uh, That's a bonus action, correct? Correct. As my bonus action. Um, And so I won't take hide as any sort of action. However, Mm -hmm. I will try and... Okay, so you'll have Use to mark it before
1: you move because if you when you move into the darkness, you won't be able to see.
2: Let's All do right. that, because the next movement I'll probably try and move behind. All right. So you watch then as Leonidas begins skirting
1: the edge of Key's darkness. As he gets there, you watch this giant orange swirl begin to move around this serpent, almost illuminating in the darkness as he just puts his paws by his side and rolls up into the ceiling. Once you do that, you duck into the darkness, almost like fading into shadow, and it just envelops you as you do and you disappear. Boss turn. That then brings us to Halrod's turn.
4: Kneel down beside Felix and pull my potion out of the bag and jam it in his mouth.
1: All right, as you do that, roll a 2d4 plus 2. Nine. Nine healing points back to you. As Halrod comes yep. and rolls you over, uncorks this bottle with his teeth and just pours the rest of it in your mouth. You watch as he does that thing that you do to cats when you give them a worming pill and like pats your neck and covers <laughs> your nose. <laughs> You spit a little bit of it up, but as you do, you just sort of cough. <coughs> and you've got a terrible pain in your back and this electrical charge running through you. Howard, right, I could kiss you.
4: Save it for later. Now get back into the fight, you feline fuck. You have a bonus action and movement left, Halrod. I might dwarven dash to the far side of the darkness just so we're all a bit spread out.
1: So with your (laughs) dwarven legs armour clinking, you begin making your way on the right-hand side of this pillar that Key's kneeling behind with the book. And as you get there, you just sort of back yourself up against the stone, a little bit of the shadow moving around you, and you start to feel this blood begin to boil in your body. And as you do, you sort of reminisce back to what you had been working on uh, in terms of your barbarian nature. You start to think this is the time. Uh, Is that your turn? Uh, Yep, I've got no more action. Cool. Key
0: you're up. Uh, I'm going to use my action to continue scanning the journal, specifically looking for words in regards to... Is it a basilisk? Is that what we're fighting?
1: Uh, You don't know what it's called. Okay. Uh, You know that it was referred to by her as Azulu? As Azulu, yeah. uh, The Deceiver. Azulu Azulu the Deceiver. Have I heard that name before? Roll a history check. You know that Azulu was one of the greatest foes that the Primordial Titan of Darkness had at his disposal during the Great Gods War. It is said to be myth, and you also know him to be called, or her, sorry, to be called Azulu the Reborn, and you know that um, basically the gods that were fighting on the light side of the Great Gods War, they assigned Kosona specifically to put this thing down and keep it down because it required the attention of a single deity to destroy do
0: I know the of what what Kasuma did to put
1: this thing down or um, is that common knowledge? Yeah, through the story it said that she fought for 40 days and 40 nights against this thing and she was able to put it down eventually with one of her playing arrows that was imbued by the might of Nikesstu. So mythology says right.
0: Okay, I'm going to continue reading the journal, specifically looking for passages that say Zulu, Arrow, and Snake. Okay,
1: so at that, you also um, know that mythological stories tend to be exaggerated through time. So what truth you gain from this, you're not too sure. But I'll get you to roll an investigation check for your action. Okay, so looking through, you can flip through the pages and with this knowledge, you start to panic because you know the severity of what you've just walked into. As you're looking, you can see there's a page on the religious deity of Kasona and you can see that she wielded a very impressive bow, resides in her resting place. Like as you read it, you, you see that she had a massive bow that was resides in her resting place. Um, and then as you begin to read further, you can see that where the tomb lies is, is not known. Like she didn't know it at the time.
0: Okay. As a bonus action, I take the journal... And I start moving. I'm going to move as far as I can. I'll start climbing. I'll I'll start moving as far as I can out of the darkness. Is that north? Yeah. Yep. I'll start moving north as far as I can so I can start scaling the the ruins. Carrying the journal
1: with you? Carrying the journal with me. All right. You run around seeing Halrod backing up against the corner as you begin running, holding the book underneath your arms. You bust through the other side of the darkness and you can see ahead of you this ruined a pile of rocks that seem to be piled up probably about 40 foot high seems to be a decent climb and as you look at it it will provide a lot of cover for you but you also see that there are sort of the way the rock has fallen there is probably different areas in there that you could either hide in or um use as cover but your 40 feet gets you just there outside of that area all right that your turn yeah, I'll, I'll stay just on the fringe of the darkness all there right. so I'm out of sight. So, yeah, as you run out, I'll say that you look, see this snake, and it seems to reel back and look towards you, and as you do, you're like, fuck that, and you jump back into the darkness. Yep. You watch as this snake, having curled around the pole, looks towards all of you. So you watch as its eyes begin to glow red and its mouth begins to open, and it will hold an action. You don't know what for, but it looks like it's reeling backwards. It would go for Felix, but to its knowledge, Felix is still lying down taken care of so he thinks it's dead ready to consume so eliminating the other threats in the room before she feeds she's holding at that it is Wainwright's turn actually now you're all in darkness you wouldn't
2: see it okay he does something none of us hear anything
1: roll a perception check key you hear water splashing uh murmuring under her voice as she says feed feed gets stronger and then i'll take you to the surface as she Seemingly moves across the the stream in the middle uh, as her footsteps indicate.
3: So the structure, well, I'm guessing that would be to the west across the river. Is that like, what would that give me if I walk up to there? Yeah.
1: Uh, That would give you full cover. Full cover? It is tall enough. It's like 40 feet. And if you were backing up against it on the opposite side to where this massive snake is, he probably or she probably wouldn't see you without. A decent check.
3: Um, all right, well, I'm going to uh, run You're- towards that wall. I'm going to use my a key point to use my step of the wind. Um, all right, yeah, I'll just use my feline agility mm-hmm. and get there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, and as you back up against the wall, providing you with full cover, you look through one of the rocky windows or surfaces. It's not really a window. It's where one of the rocks is sort of blown through and you can see this large-scaled titan of a beast just sort of moving around this coiled pole um, on
3: top. I'm going to... Use my bonus action to drink my healing potion. Seven points of healing. Um, and then I'm going to just hold my action, Radiant Sunbolt action. Mm-hmm. So if it comes within 30 feet, like if it comes to try and get to me, in 30 feet I'm going to be able to be able to hit it.
2: Leo, your turn. Leo's going to move over towards Felix. Okay. Okay. Is it possible to, like, say, see through the wall and shoot, like, an arrow through the through that gap? And, yep. And fire... Yeah, sweet. I'm going to uh, fire off a arrow. Roll your attack. So you aim your arrow through
1: one of the naturally formed uh, holes in this ruined uh, stone and you only get a four. And as you do, you watch as it shoots through, uh, unfortunately hitting the hide or the scaled armor of this incredible foe and just snaps the arrow on impact. You gulp audibly. Uh, What would you like to do with a bonus action? Hellrod, you're up.
4: Uh, with my turn, I'm going to step out into um, Outlet of Darkness so I can see where the snake is. And then I'm going to whip out my longbow and I'm going to aim for that bitch's eyes. Okay, so you assess the shot having
1: need to fire over the rune that it is currently behind. You'll have to do a perfect arc. You reminisce about the spider that you hit to save Korgath's life. 17 hits. So nine. Nine points of damage. So aiming for its eye, as you said that you would, you watch as the arrow arcs perfectly and embeds basically just below the socket, and you watch as it reels in pain and looks directly towards you or the direction that the arrow came. It can't see you through the darkness.
4: Yeah, so I'm just going to throw up the deuces and get back into the darkness. All right, you
1: get straight back in. (laughs) All right, Tyree. Then brings us to Key's turn, top of the round. I'm going to move 30 feet into the ruins. All right, so as you begin running up these uh, stone crumblings you begin like pitter pattering your paws and you take a jump to uh ascend a little bit and you sort of climb up and as you do you look behind you and you can see this snake directly looking forward at you uh having come out of the darkness now and it being able to see you i need you to roll a wisdom saving throw please its action is triggered as you go to stand up you get to your three-point hero landing style and you go to turn towards the snake and as you do you freeze in position unable to move a single muscle for those of you looking at Key, you can see that he is surrounded by this red aura, journal in hand. You are considered paralyzed for the duration. Paralyzed meaning you are incapacitated, can't move or speak, the creature automatically fails strength and dex saving throws, attack rolls against the creature have advantage, any attack that hits the creature is a critical. So that will end your turn. Good times. It's turn. You watch it as it begins to surround itself in this crackling purple energy. And as it does, you watch as it disappears and lands on the other side of you and faces... Well, it it lands on the other side of you and then it will look around to see what it can see. So you two need to roll stealth checks. Uh, Leonidas and um, Felix. And cue the girl he screams. looks towards you and its snake-like figure just rears back, seeing both of you backed up against the the wall. It having used its action to actually get to where it is, uh, casting... Uh, dimensions door. It's within 30 feet of you, yes. I'm going to punch it in the face. Go for it. <laughs> so the bravery of this tabaxi is definitely shining through. Wait.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hold that thought. About that, that was a seven. Seven. So you watch as you release this arcane energy and it just hits towards the side of this creature and that's what reveals yourself to its position and as it sort of rears back, it looks at both of you. You acknowledge the try, Leonidas, but the effect wasn't, wasn't to be. It's action spent. It brings us to... All right, key. Out of the corner of your eye in your frozen position, you can see a figure ascending the rune or the ruin above you. You see these billowing robes that just seem to jump down exactly... To where you're at, and as she sort of stands just outside of your vision, you watch as she reaches down, takes the journal, and says, "I'll be taking this back. Thank you." And then that's where she'll end her turn.
3: Uh, Felix, you're up. Um, I'm going to use a uh, key point to use Step of the Wind, and I'm going to bolt towards Key. Hopefully, should get there and i'm gonna beat the ever loving shit out of that girl (laughs) 60 feet you should be able to get there with step of the wind doubles your movement
1: so that'll be exactly as you begin running you watch um felix just do one of those parkour jumps where he gets his front paws down onto the top of this ruin and just leaps himself forward and while he's in midair you watch his fists begin to charge roll your attacks uh down Uh, this mage I believe it's only one attack, so I might use my quarterstaff. Okay. Seven, unfortunately, is a miss. So you watch as the quarterstaff comes directly down. She sidesteps to the side and you see this quarterstaff just crumple on the stone, cracking it basically in half between Key and Wainwright. You've basically just, in an action saying, get away from my friend, basically. You've just separated them with your staff. As you look towards her angrily, she's holding the journal and she says, that was impressive. But you're in deep trouble now. You watch as she charges up her hand.
2: Ah, is that your turn? Mm-hmm. Leonidas, you're up. So Leo's going to charge at this uh, serpent. <laughs> so he charges like at this thing with his sword drawn, ready to go. As a bonus action, he is going to use his Daunting Roar, mm-hmm. which is a racial ability. So it's going to see if it's scared. Make, make a DC 14. Wisdom seven, yes. which still fails. So you, you fail the wisdom save um, and you become frightened until the end of your next turn of me. Very good. <laughs> so basically the serpent has just appeared in front of Leo. He's a little bit uh, drawn back, but at the same time knows that he needs to step up. Has basically just pulled out his sword and started charging at this thing <laughs> and, like, oh, probably, what, 10 feet into it? Yep. Just lets this the uh, movie company that does the... Oh, MGM. Yeah, MGM, like, raw, uh, like, this absolute, like, ripper <laughs> of a lion's roar and just goes... He is frightened of you. All right, so just for those of you out there,
1: frightened means that uh, the creature can't willingly move any closer to the source of its fear and a frightened creature has disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while the source of its fear is in its line of sight. So it is currently scared. As it looks down towards you, you watch as its eyes begin to flicker. This booming roar just emanates through this whole cavern and it's almost like a sound wave explosion. As it hits this creature, you watch as it rears back, almost sort of making its body look smaller in defense um, and you go for your attack, roll it. 19 will hit. Roll your damage, plus your hunter's mark damage. And I will be using a colossal slayer. Yep, you absolutely can do that. Very good. Nice attack. So as you hit it, you watch as the sword just basically stabs through its armoured form. Leonidas twists it and reefs it upwards. And as it does, you see this orange flare just to emanate from its body. It wails around, its head sort of moving feverishly through the air. Um, but you've definitely got its attention, which brings us to Howrod's turn if you're done,
4: Leonidas. Yes, yeah, so that's all my turn. Very good. While he's got it afraid, I'm like, uh, I'll move out the shadows again and I will shoot it with another arrow aiming for the eyes again. Okay, go for it. Oh, no. That would be a nine. All right, so nine
1: unfortunately misses as you step out. You arc it. You see that it's just sort of writhing in pain after being shot, but that's enough for it to move unintentionally out of the way as your arrow sticks into the ceiling. Uh, That then brings us to Key's turn. You need to make a wisdom saving throw for me, Key. All right, so as you see this staff fall down between you and Wainwright, you see it hit the stone and crack the stone around you. You look and peer out of the corner of your eyes and you can see Felix bravely standing between you. That gives you enough energy to shake this spell off this attack and then stand upright, the effect seemingly gone. You watch watches the mage, Wainrith, looks between you two, the two tabaxi standing at her. And as her hand holds up, she says, if you touch me, you will regret it.
0: I look at her and I say, I don't need to touch
1: you. And I cast silence. All right. So if you're casting that, your darkness will fall. It's served per- so I'll say you center it just so she's affected and not you guys. Yep. Um, so screen. while she's within that sphere, she cannot uh, cast a verbal spell. But neither can we. Yep. As long as we go in. Oh, you guys Sorry. aren't in it. So I'll say that you guys would have cast it. So it sort of sits. I
2: think she's the only one in it. She's okay. the only one in yep. it. Yep. But she's
1: currently silenced. What does your silence spell look like as you say this line to her? Uh, silence,
0: it's like... Um like a big sort of like sound wave just sort of goes out and sort of vibrates
4: like a ripple.
1: Her extender hand, she attempts to say something, but her mouth is moving and nothing sort of comes out and she looks towards herself, her hand, she grasps her book more tightly and she looks worried. What's the Uh, matter? Cat got your tongue? What would you like to do for the rest of your turn? I will use Flurry of blows. Yep, so your key points expended, fists charge, roll your attack. 22 will hit. Roll your damage. Seven damage. Seven points of damage. As you smash her directly into the nose, uh, you watch as her glasses break and her dark hair begins to become unsheveled. She's dizzy and she looks immediately towards escape routes. You watch as she calls out um, or tries to call out and you watch as she yells, but seemingly to a Zulu, but doesn't make any sound. So its turn. So you watch as this snake individual being just stabbed by a leonan individual turns around, still in fear, will attempt to attack its target of fear, but we'll do so with disadvantage. So it will be a 25. With disadvantage. Oh, Yep. You take seven points of piercing damage and I'd like you to make a constitution saving throw. 14. Uh, You take 32 points of poison damage, which you need to half to 16. Uh, And you are not poisoned, luckily. So 16 was it? 16, yeah. So you watch as it bites down into your form and you feel this venom just enter your body. And as it does, you just burn with rage and you feel it just flex out of your system as it moves out past you you guys just watch and see leonidas's whole half of its shoulder get bitten and struck by this snake and then it vipes itself back like a snake would it just sort of strikes and then removes itself and you watch as leonidas is weakened by its attack and it reels up for a second but not on this turn so you're in danger as well does it move away from me no it doesn't have to move away from you but it can't move toward you okay Wainwright begins moving away from you she'll use her action to disengage but she is now running back down the ruins and is attempting to get towards the zulu with her diary intact uh so she's run out of the sphere of silence but she's used her action as she moves out of it you hear her say the zulu prevent me from damage these attackers are hitting your queen um and at that you watch as it becomes felix's turn i'm gonna chase that bitch what are you gonna do (laughs) This, uh, is, this is a bit of a wall that separates you, but you hear the voice permeating from from the other side of it. So I'll say that you, like, hitch up your giddy up and just swing your legs over it. All uh, right, I'm going to flip over that. Yep. Uh, so you use 10 foot of your climbing speed and you're standing on top of it looking down upon her now.
3: I'm going to come down on her with my quarterstaff. Yep. So uh, you're Two-handed.
1: Go for it. Roll an acrobatics check as well because you're jumping a 20-foot distance. So do that first.
3: Uh, that's a 10.
1: Okay, so 10's enough. As you sort of flip, your foot slips, so it's not as artistic as you wanted it to be. But you, as you flip, you bring your quarter staff down to try and hit her on the head with it. Go for it. Roll your attack. 15 will hit. Roll your damage. Uh, 10 points of damage on the first hit. Good hit. The 10 points of damage definitely bludgeons her. She's still up. As you slap her across the back with your quarter staff coming down, you land three point landing style. Key point a, to fire blows. Yep. Key point to blows. So you have your staff again and your fist. Fifteen again. Fifteen will hit a natural twenty.
3: Very nice. Roll your damage. Ten points of damage. Mm-hmm. And the unarmed strike is twelve points of damage. Yep. Did you count the natural twenty as well? Ah, uh, yeah, that, that's the arm strike. All right. One. Yep. So, how do you want to kill her? So after the first initial hit with the quarter staff on the head, it sort of dazes her. I then just sort of with the end of the staff, just like slap her. In the front of the face with and the, the course, off. Of and then I'm going to grab her with my hand. I told you. And then just rip her throat out.
1: All right. As you rip her throat out, she falls down to the floor. You watch as her blood sits into the pool and begins to expand. She drops the notebook. Uh, luckily, it lands on the bank of that water so it doesn't fall into the to the lake. But as she does, you watch as she just bleeds out. That brings us then to Leonidas's turn.
3: Uh, do I have any movement speed left? You probably would. Can I sort of 15. shunt around to a corner or somewhere? Okay, just so you on.
1: just step over her body and back yourself up against the corner there uh, with the extra five feet of
2: your movement. That then brings us to Leonidas's turn. As a bonus action, I can use a potion. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yeah. yeah, sweet. So I will definitely use one of them. Roll 2d4 plus 2. Seven points of um, healing. Healy boy. Go for it. I will bravely continue to fight this.
4: Go for it. Uh, very nice. From the other side of the rock, it's just hit. Retreat, you dumbass! <laughs>
1: <laughs> so roll your attack with your sword if you're continuing the assault. Do I, do I get advantage because if are frightened? Uh, a frightened creature only has disadvantage on it attacks to towards okay. you, not the other way around.
2: Yeah, sick.
1: Uh, nine to hit. So nine will mess with the longsword. You sort of brass off one of its scales, and as it does, it sort of rears itself towards you, looking between you and also Felix. It's sort of divided in its attention now. Uh, but no longer afraid of you if that's your turn. Yes. Uh, we'll go to Hellrod. How far away from it am I?
4: You would probably be 30 ish feet. 35 feet. No. 30, 30 feet to get into base to base. Oh, no, I've got an idea. I'm going to move. I'm going to take my 25 feet of movement towards the snake. I'm going to uh, use Ball of the Beast tail. Don't you need to be raging? Oh, as a bonus action, I will I will activate rage first. There we go. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'll activate the rage. I don't think you have to. No, it doesn't say it has to be in Rage. I will activate the Rage for the extra bonus damage. Mm-hmm. So um, you watch as Hellrod comes out, bashes his
1: shield with his fist. Inspired by Leonidas. Um, and as you make your way out, what does it look like as you transform for the first time?
4: As I stand there, I, no, I, yeah. a uh, spiny tail erupts from my back and starts lashing to and fro. It looks like the uh, the tail of the Hungarian horn tail from Harry Potter. So within 10 feet, you can uh, blast it. 22 will hit. All right, and I've got to roll a D8 mm-hmm. for damage. 10 points of damage, very nice. So you slap it with
1: your tail. Yeah, and you watch as all the spikes just lacerate it. You can see these calves come across it. Uh, that then brings us to, if that's your turn, Halrod. Mm-hmm. Raging and all. Key, you're up. You watch as the blood begins to flow from Seraphin and Wain- right that uh, now emanates through the river.
0: A moment of disbelief as I realise she's dead, but
1: I immediately move past that thought and I start looking for the journal. Easy enough to find. It's by um, Felix's Feet. So you jump over the the rocky outcropping as well and you reach down and pick up the journal. Yep. Uh, Felix still backed up against the corner. You can see he's laser eyed onto the, the snake as well. As in he's frozen? No, no. He's just looking intently at the target he's going to take down.
0: Okay. Um, I use what movement I
1: have left and I start moving towards the snake as well. All right. So you've grabbed the journal? Yep. All right, so you wheel around the corner, stepping into the um, the water as well, and you can see that the snake's probably still 40-ish feet away from you. Am I in cover at the moment? Probably not. I'll, I'll throw a dart at it. So you can throw a dart at disadvantage because it's outside its range increment. Hit. Hit. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, so roll a d4. Uh, nine damage. Very nice. Nine damage. So you throw this dart, and as you do, you get it in between the scales, and it sort of writhes around again. You watch as this snake begins to slither back around... The backside of um, Halrod and Leonidas. You watch as its tail still lies between you, but it sort of curls around so it gets both of you in its line of sight and it starts to reel back. Uh, As it does, uh, you will get an attack of opportunity, Leonidas, but it is still in your attack range, Halrod, so it will not get one on you.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: All right. So attack of opportunity from Leonidas. as you strike it as it's leaving you. 14's just a miss. So you go to strike it and actually hit the, the ground as it moves by. And you watch as its eyes begin to light up again, and I need both of you to make dex saves for me, please. Watch as this red lightning bolt begins to crackle between its eyes.
4: Yeah. I will use my reaction as well. Because it's it's within ten feet of me. Oh, this isn't like an attack, is it? This just like It is attacking with a uh, lightning bolt spell.
1: What what is it? Sorry? What save? Dexterity save. Ah, my favourite. So you watch as this uh, large snake reels back, these lightning bolts connect in between its eyes of red and it just shoots out at Halrod. I will use a reaction as well. And also at Leonidas. And you watch as this lightning bolt carves across the floor in front of Halrod who just dodges out of the way. Uh, You take half of 27 points of damage. Can I have a reaction? depends what it is so you'll take 13 points of damage
4: mm-hmm. uh
1: and then as it strikes it hits leonidas true
2: and you take a full 27 points of now damage. i'm going to use a reaction to absorb elements and i will use the triggering element as thunder electricity electricity lightning lightning yep yeah so i'll use that as lightning and i take uh a d8 less of resistance so half half yeah it'll be half yeah, yeah. so i take half good call man inspiration and you'll take 13 as well
1: uh leonidas So as it hits you true in the chest, you watch as this energy just begins to absorb into your form. You watch as your muscles flex and your arms get you down by your side, almost like you're turning like a super saiyan. You watch as your mane begins to charge with this static red electricity. And then you just
2: negate it out, almost grounding it into the floor as you sort of roar and ring out into the... Sort of, like I'm charging it up. Yep. I can change it into a different element. Halrod,
1: you sort of bounce the uh, electrical energy off your shield as you raise it just in time, uh, having swung your... Uh, Axe just so. So yeah, 13 points of damage for
3: both of you guys. Which brings us to Felix. Some help would be nice. (laughs) I'm going to stay there for my turn. Okay. Are you holding for anything? No, because I'll be moving on my next turn. All right,
1: cool. Okay. Um, As you hold there, taking a breath, looking down at this mage that you have just slain, uh, her body lifeless, you look towards your enemy and you take a moment to focus. You get into a meditative state.
2: Leo, your turn. Leo is going to use another health potion. Go for it. Seven points no. of da- uh, damage healed. How oh, yeah, far away is <laughs> he? Uh, he's probably about 50 or so feet away from you. So as you smash this health potion, you drink it, skull it. All right, I'll probably just hold an action or something then. If it comes close or yep. goes past me or whatever. So you move over this... Uh, this
1: body of water basically that you now realise is probably made from the sliding of this snake through the area. And as you get to the other side, you sort of charge up your weapon with this electrical
2: energy that you've grounded to yourself and it's shining in this red now. Yeah. It's probably going to be fire damage. So, yep. so it'll be like borderline getting red hot. like Yep. Like glowing like it's from a forge. Yeah. Um, It being right behind Halrod just sort of swaying
1: above him, you get that moment where you're just like, it's right behind me, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, as you look behind, it becomes your turn.
4: Um, I'm going to turn around and look at the snake and be like, you like to bite people. <laughs> I'm going to use Form of the Beast and try and bite it on the scales. Go for it. 22 will hit. Yep. And I did D8. 6.0 uh, damage. You just embed your face into it and just start ripping at it like a dog on a
1: carcass. And as you do, <laughs> spit it out into the water and then you come back again for more. Uh, your rage furiating you. That's mm-hmm. it. That's All right. Hyper. Key, you're up. Okay, I'm going to use
0: feline agility. I'm going to move 60 feet towards the Azulu. I'm going to attempt to jump because he's only 60 feet away. I'm going to attempt to use feline agility to jump and land on the on Azulu's
1: head. All right, go for it. Roll an acrobatics check. 13, that makes a difference. <laughs> <laughs> as you run forward, you begin to, to start running quadrupedally. As you sort of... Run like the cat does at 3am in the morning. You start to get to this uh, rocky ruined surface and you jump onto it. You leap to the top and as this snake goes down to try and strike your allies, you jump onto the top of its head, clawing into it, uh, having your retracted claws out and you slide down about an inch or two, but you maintain purchase and you are now on its head. I now attempt to attack its eyes with my claws. 20's a hit. Roll your damage. Eight points of damage. Looking rough. Okay, so at that you begin scratching uh, at its eyes. Is there anything else you'd like to do with a bonus action? Yes, I will use Unarmed Strike. Oh. Nat 20. Beautiful. Roll your damage. 10. So 10 So ten points of
3: damage. And All right. you, you can use probably bows because you used your attack option. and Now you can use a key point to use fiery bullets. Oh, as well as? As well as, yeah.
1: That's the beauty of a monk. You can just keep fucking going. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so you on your last turn, you've watched as this eye just gets scratched and you watch as it starts to bleed out of its socket. You then reel back, holding onto the eyelid with one of your paws and you reel back with your fist in a clawed like motion then you just reach directly into the eye and pull out the ocular nerve and you just throw it onto the ground as you do you watch as it screams out in pain that eye is pretty much useless now but you've done your damage what would you like to do? Uh, Use one more key point and use flurry of blows Go for it roll your attacks Uh, so what will happen is you used your action to attack your first flurry of blows was the crit and now your second flurry of blows will be now that will miss Uh, so as you scrape you miss the open eye socket and you get it on it's hard scales on the outskirts uh, not doing any damage Bringing us to its turn, it looks quite fucked up. So as you look towards it, it assessing its situation, it rearing its head out uh, and slashing and thrashing around as best that it can, uh, you watch as there's this purple swirl that seems to emanate around it once more, and as it uh, does so, you watch as it begins to flick in and out of existence, and you watch as it just <laughs> disappears, key. You having a solid footing underneath you 40 feet up into the air, Now have nothing as you begin to free fall. Roll in acrobatics? Yes. Cats always land on their feet, bro. 23. You take four points of bludgeoning damage as you flip three times, turn around in the air as best that you can and land basically on your two feet. Having standing there, the actual area being completely silent, the large Zulu, the deceiver seemingly gone. As you look around, you take that damage, brush it off.
0: I'm going to move over to the mage
1: and start uh, looting her body. All right, roll an investigation check. So on her person, you also find a necklace that goes around her her neck that seems to be like an arcane focus or an arcane sigil. You see her a crystal that seems to be red and white, uh, and you know that to be a transport pass for the Wessonian Academy to transport through the, the different colleges. You find her spectacles that are broken. You can see her spell book, which contains various spells in it uh, that you can take. And in her person as well, you do see a crumpled A4 page that is extremely old and extremely worn. As you take it and unfurl it, you can see that it looks very similar to the pages that you hold from the spirit bound Tome.
0: So do I identify this to be another page from the tome? Yep. I um, flatten out the um, the page. Does it look readable at all? Does it look like the one that... Uh,
1: it doesn't called? look readable, but what you do notice is some inky scrolls below a lot of the lines of text, and you can see that those lines are translated into common that seem to be in the penmanship of Seraphin Wainwright. Okay. And what does it say? As you look at it from what you gather, this shows the location of the burial chamber for Azulu, the Deceiver, and instructions for revival. And it seems she followed this page's instructions to do just that. So that's how she came here? That's how she came about this location.
3: I'm standing right there, aren't I? Yes. We have a page we can give back. Got more than one page. That we can give back.
0: That we can deliberate and decide what we're gonna do. Now I have three pages.
3: You keep giving him pages, and look what happens.
1: Giving who pages? Not talking to you. Nothing. Leonidas, you knowing that your quarry's gone, but having hunters marked it, you know it's still alive, and it resides within this chamber still. Not within this chamber, but within this tomb as a, as a whole. It's within 500 feet of you, you can tell. You close your eyes. And you get this, this strong sense that it's
2: probably about four hundred to five hundred feet behind you. Yeah, I'm going that way, everyone. With my hunter's mark, I can, I can still sense that the uh, serpent is a, is around. He's approximately this. Uh, she, is approximately this way. We should uh, finish the job, or oh, I am anyway. And I'm just gonna.
3: I agree. I hate to admit it, but I agree.
2: He watches those two leave, leaving Key and
1: Felix a moment.
3: Oh, well, I'm going to follow them because we need to end this.
0: But look, yeah, look we'll what t- happens. We'll talk about the pages in a moment. I have a plan. Does it involve giving him more pages? Possibly. That's a bad idea. No, no. Um, look, I was thinking about, look, I've got a plan. All right. Well, when it's
3: safe, you we'll know, talk what, you know why I trust you. Yeah. I know you'll do the right thing. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you will. But, and I run
1: off. All right. You're left there with this journal, with this page that you put back with all the others, Leonidas and also Halrod making his way, making their way back through the temple. Felix catches up and you do too, Key. You make your way out into the courtyard that you were previously in that housed the piles of shit. And as you begin making your way down into the lake, following Leonidas's ping on his hunter's mark, as you walk into this this chamber that you were previously in where the darkened alley had gone to the right and you guys travelled to the Mason Path to the left, it appears to be to the north of this chamber. So as you begin making your way back toward the chamber, it's on your left. But as you look towards that wall, there doesn't appear to be an opening of any kind.
2: Can I make a... Uh- uh, Perception check?
1: Go survival if you're trying to track this. And I'll give you advantage because you do have Hunter's Mark. Yeah. Okay, so as you look around this area, your Hunter's Mark giving you the general direction of travel. You watch and see the ground where you can see a scorch mark that seems to emanate an arcane spell had disapparated there, almost like a dimensions door popped there. Then from there you see a light slither mark that leads into the pool that was in the centre of this room. As you look at it, you can see that the surfaces or the actual edges of the water in the pool seem to actually have spread up as if displaced by a heavy weight, but then receded back. You can see that the ripples upon seem to be a lot more violent, almost like it's swaying. It's not as still as it used to be. And you know that the direction of this snake was in that pool. And it leads you to believe that there's probably a tunnel that it swum through within the bottom of this chamber.
2: I believe the uh, serpent has gone into this pool and I think there might be a tunnel to the back of it that it uh, went through. We can either follow it or possibly
4: leave it alone, but I think I'm going. I believe we should finish it. I don't like water, though. And I'm like an armoured tank. I'll Uh, just sink.
2: I don't really like water either, but... Seems like could be the only way. All right, let's go. Let's finish uh, this thing. Oh Rod, do you seem to know like rocks? How far do you assess this possibly could
1: uh what should I roll? Let's go insight and it's about rocks. So let's go with a plus two for your proficiency. Unknown. Mm-hmm. It could go for miles, it could go for thirty feet, you're not sure. Oh, okay, so I know it's water. not in the water. Yeah, it's actually probably you would be able to tell. It's probably about 150 feet off of this lake. So you don't know if there's a tunnel that is 150 feet long, yeah, or whether it's popped out on the other side at a lower distance and has slithered off somewhere else. But you know that it's 150 feet that way.
2: Okay, um, what's our swim
1: speed? Or it'll be half your movement speed unless you have a swim speed. Our like holding our breath, holding your breath is as many minutes as your constitution modifier with a minimum of one. So, if your constitution is zero or minus, you have one minute. Okay, which, in if you're talking about half your movement speed, 15 feet per six
2: seconds. I can go for four minutes. Yeah. So, what are we doing, guys? Uh, I reckon we should go.
4: Let's send a slithering bitch back to hell.
1: I have no constitution. So, you can last a minute, yeah. but you can move pretty quickly on your turns. Yeah, so, right. half your movement speed is actually 40 feet. Well, half my movement speed is 20.
2: Yeah.
3: No, no. Oh, if I'm using full action. Yes. Oh, are
1: we know. using dashes? Okay. So yeah. Oh, so, yeah. so that's 240,
3: 240
1: feet. Yep. Yep. So, your slowest member will be um, Halrod. But I have four yeah. minutes. Can we assist? Or mm, Not really. Because if you're carrying something, it slows you down. Die three ropes
4: together, swim through the other side and then pull me through.
2: <laughs> you could do that.
3: We'll, we'll just get there before you
2: go. Yeah. All right, let's go.
3: Fair enough.
4: All right, are you diving
2: in? Who goes first? Begrudgingly. me. Uh, I will go first, but I feel like I won't come out first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you watch as Leonidas wades his way into this pool
1: and as he wades his way in, you feel the muck underneath your feet and it starts to get to his waist and then starts to get to his chest. And then you watch as he's completely submerged, leaving the three of you there. The steam coming off the sword. Yeah. Have you guys seen James Bond where he moves out of the ocean? (laughs) It's that bit opposite. (laughs) Um backwards. Yeah. Well, from Casino Royale. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah. (laughs) Fudgy (laughs) fudge. All right. I better take off then and just start trudging in the water. As
1: he trudges, he disappears a lot quickly, more quickly than Leonidas, and you see just bubbles move where he is moving away from. (laughs) Leaving the two cats on the bank.
3: Felix is like Jumping, like hopping Dittering. on the spot and yeah. shaking out the muscles because he really doesn't want to go in the water. He's like, touches it with his toe and he's like, he's oh God. And it is extremely cold. He just dives in and then just does barreling. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like when a cat falls in a bathtub?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Key just uh, immediately just follows. All right. So you both are able to pass Leonidas and also Halrod. Felix, you start swimming at an incredible speed. You just start moving away from everybody else. And within this darkened space, you can see what looks like a tunnel towards the northern point of this uh, actual pool. And as you begin making your way toward there, uh, you can see that it's probably about five foot around. You start to latch onto the sides as you begin pulling yourself through as much as you can. And Halrod, you just start trudging through with your armor on as best that you can. Moving and shimmying your way across the wall as best you can as well. I'll get you all to roll athletics checks for me. Okay. So all of you are able to move as swiftly as you're able to. Leonidas, you're kind of struggling a little bit. I think I'm a little bit annoyed at Felix. <laughs> yeah, you start to get a little bit caught on um, on some of the rocks and you just have to sort of free your weaponry from it as you just sort of kick your way by. Uh, you lose one minute of constitution from the struggle as a, as a failure. Uh, so you still have two left, I believe. Three? Three left, yeah. So you start to lose a bit of air and you feel your lungs begin to tighten that little bit as you guys just begin swimming as fast as you can. Uh, as you begin moving through, you start to see this long weed just sort of beginning to permeate through this tunnel. And you can see part of it is parted from a large mass that had previously gone through. So you follow that path as best that you can. Um, as you do though, you feel this wrapping begin to move around all of your legs. I'd like you all to make, uh, athletics or acrobatics checks, please. Very good. So all of you feel these vines begin to writhe up around your person, starts to wrap around your torso, wrap around your arms as well, and your legs as well, but you just get your weaponry and you just slash through these vines. You also get your claws and just rip them off of you as you begin swimming through. As you get towards the other side, you probably get 20 feet through this grassy expanse and you can see the surface of the water coming very, very close towards you. So you, all four of you just begin moving towards it, finally get up and you take that breath of air that just says, and as you look around, you start to see the chamber that you're in. As you look up, you can see a very strongly masoned room. You can see what looks like a curved wall of stone. Upon it, you can see a dais that has the symbol of the clustered arrows. Underneath the dice, there is a tablet. that seems to be a, like a bench top. And you can see something glowing and shining on it. That does it for this week's episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. Tune in next time to catch up with our heroes. And make sure you're also following our socials at Instagram so you can keep up with all the show announcements, artwork, episodes, and... Giveaways. We can't wait to hear from you, and remember, share this podcast to anyone who can't get enough of good stories, geeks out over narrative roleplay, and loves D D. We'll see you next time.